Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. In the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, it's Tony DeZena. Welcome to the show, Tony. Hey, Z-Man. It's uh, another Saturday, and uh, here we are. It's a Saturday. We got a couple of drivers that had a pretty good impact with the wall out here in Pocono. I'm looking at uh, Eliel Castro Neves uh, hit the wall and did that double slap, which is you don't really want to do that. That's a good way to get leg whipped uh, when you hit with the with the left front and then uh, and then with the right or left rear. And then we saw Ryan Hunter Ray, the old dreaded loose off coming off a of turn three onto the front straightaway, and he's uh, walking quite gingerly at the left, uh, not putting any weight on that left ankle. Um, any feedback on that? I think it's a problem of, uh, well, not a problem, but just the, the way track conditions are entirely different from this morning's practice session. They had a 75-minute session this morning, and it was only, you know, 60s, 70s ambient and, and uh, you know, mid-80s for track temp. Now the track temp's over 30 degrees higher, you know, mid-one-teens, and all of a sudden you're trimming out a bunch more for that. So it could be teams just missed the boat on setup a little bit, and just you know, a new number of drivers have mentioned that in their post-qualifying interviews that they, they kind of, you know, chase in the track track with the wind and the downforce levels it's, it's hard to get right we saw this in qualifying at Pocono a couple of years ago too where, where Charlie Kimball had a pretty significant one in turn three uh, but we're lucky that he was otherwise emergent skate he almost had the pull here today but it looks like unless Takuma Sato can knock it off Simon Pagina will have the pull for Sunday's race and somebody throw some water in Gabby Chavez holy cow holy holy what is going cow. on uh, <laughs> if I'm if I'm if I'm Larry Foyt, I'm going uh, here. Just here, I'm, I'll give you both of my teams for the Harding team. Come on, here we go. <laughs> it's one of the more remarkable things I've seen in a long time, where a new team comes in. Uh, Larry Curry, either a, a magical wizard or some has some sort of magic potion. And Gabby is reminding, hey, remember me and this whole young driver future of IndyCar thing, like. The dudes out-qualified Dixon, Newgarden, Castroneves, admittedly, you know, he wrecked, but still, right. uh, they must have, they got the downforce straight, they got the balance straight, I mean, they've got, and he was, he looked disappointed after the run, too, like, he thought, you know, they could have probably trimmed out a little more, and they were a bit too conservative, uh, but man, he's an exciting kid, and I think it's, it's refreshing that when we really haven't had a new team kind of storyline angle for a while, um, it's really cool to see what, what they've done and as they're kind of closing on uh, moving into a full-time role next year. That's a good point because I'm I'm thinking because any any new team, it's just an addition of an existing team. I'm trying to think. We've about, had a lot of absorptions too. I mean, right. like you look at Ed Carpenter's team briefly merged with Sarah Fisher. That kind of knocked that team out. Brian Hurd emerged with Andretti Autosport. And Hurd and Carpenter were the two newest teams along with Sarah Fisher-Hartman. If you're looking at a like a genuine new team out of the box. I mean, I, I think you're going back more than a decade probably. That's what I'm thinking maybe too, when, yeah. When maybe when Tagliani did his own team or but even that came out of something else and that Schmidt came out of that. So 
um, yeah, pretty fascinating what they've been able to do. And it's kind of exciting that it's coming at a point when IndyCar is, in, in, you know, bereft of team owners and needs more. Exactly. And the one stat, it just kind of blew me away, too. You don't really – is he's been running so well. And then Simon Pagenaud hasn't won since Phoenix last year. What's that? Sorry. Did uh, Simon Pagenaud hasn't won since Phoenix last year? Well, you know, it's last really, oval. Yeah. It's, Pagenaud's had, like, the weirdest title defense season I can think of because he leads the field in top five finishes with 10, but he's been almost anonymous all year, mm-hmm. which is, like, staggering to me because he's been good, but I think he was just so – so dominant last year both from his early season um early season run and then kind of maintaining it the rest of the way his mid-ohio pass on on world power for the win you kind of solidified it and and now what's happened is he's kind of fallen back in the storyline standpoint at team penske even though he's a defending champion you know he's you know castro nevis futures a question mark powers consistent and new gardens arrived with ahead of steam it's like oh remember him but uh you know, and today's just now is a perfect point, literally, as we're talking. So, Pagano, we're, we're talking about how he's, uh, you know, overlooked. Now, Takuma Sato overlooks him because he popped right. the pole off with a 220 uh, first lap and a 219 two second lap. So, um, just go par for the course, I guess, for his season that even when things are going good, he gets overshadowed by someone else. It's interesting. I, I always found it interesting, guys like, like Sato, and there's a few others that come from a road racing background but excel so much on the ovals that if if I'm a newcomer to IndyCar racing I and I'm not aware of Sato's background I'm like oh yeah this guy's an old this guy's an oval only guy right and kind of mm-hmm. you know for what he excels at but uh, yeah yeah it, it's he's really really just excelled so much and I think right now probably easily top top 5 oval guy isn't he Sato's been really impressive with his, his how brave he is, how dedicated he is. And, and just now we're looking at it. He's gone out probably with a similar setup to what Ryan Hunter Ray had on after he just has a huge crash and he uncorks the fastest lap of qualifying 220 plus. And, you know, now he's going to be most likely be a free agent next year. If Andretti's team does in fact switch from Honda to Chevrolet, and you know, it's a, he's, He's never lacked bravery. He's never lacked intestinal fortitude. Um, some of the passes he's done have been just outstanding. You know he's going for it every lap, and he's just such a happy guy, too. Uh, he's a good dude for the series, and you wouldn't expect that an XF1 guy who's, you know, Japanese road racing background would come over and become such an oval, you know, guy. I think Andretti Autosport has really helped him for that. But then again, you go look back, he got his first pull on an oval. Gosh. Mm-hmm six or seven years ago at uh, at Iowa on a short oval. So we're a really well-rounded driver. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll take a break here. We're talking to Tony DeZino on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, Tony from uh, NBCSports.com. Uh, and we'll, we'll let you do some tweets here. With, and then we'll come back. We'll do some predictions and wrap up the show. All right, Tony? Sounds, sounds good. All right. You're listening to Final Inspection Show brought to you by legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, along with our friends at David Hobbs Honda. And welcome back to the final inspection show brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway. Make sure you get out there this weekend. Tonight is the Nitrous Street Brawl. Gates open at 9 a.m., of course, but the, the big action starts at 5 p.m. Uh, make sure you get out there for all the, the fun at, at Great Lakes Dragway. Uh, featured qualifying is starting about, yeah, about 3 o'clock, so right after the show. What's cool about this, Tony DeZino is joining us at the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. You can pre-purchase your tickets 
at the GreatLakesDragway.com website at a re- reduced price and then present the email copy uh, at the gate to get in. So make sure you do that. And I also like to thank our friends at David Hobbs Honda. And, of course, Tony's been buzzing around town in that uh, brand-new uh, Honda Civic. How's that thing looking? Oh, it's been good. Um, yeah, it's, uh, you have another road trip on par for next week, uh, headed to Gateway for the Bomberito Auto 500. Um, but uh, closing on Hardy, the first 5,000 miles, service change upcoming uh, if need be. But um, things are rocking and rolling with, uh, with the new car when I'm not furiously slaving away at the keyboard. <laughs> so what's the latest on uh, NBC, uh, NBC Sports on the motors uh, section? So literally at the commercial break, because the two crashes during the session, this is the beauty of live radio, right? Um, I was thinking the qualifying session would wrap by 115 and be good to go by 130. Literally have the first lead of the qualifying report up, waiting to hear Ryan Hunter Ray's status after that shunt. Um, that was unfortunate. And actually, my colleague, uh, Kyle Levine, who was out at Pocono this weekend, he lives in Pennsylvania, who is on site for coverage this weekend. So he'll have a number of post-qualifying follows and post to come on um, including in a chat with the aforementioned gabby chavez who we spoke about in the previous segment and then um uh, there's also an interesting thing because we were talking about this earlier and uh you know we're talking about nascar maybe going to getting rid of the the, the uh, uh floor jack and going uh air jacks and i'm saying you know they should go to a single single hub and that and I, I said you know right now technology we're we're in there there's these jumps in technology throughout humankind whether it's you know after uh world war ii there's a big jump in technology space age there's a big jump you know and then with with pcs and whatnot right now there's a big jump i think you're gonna see it with transportation with autonomous cars uh, electric cars and whatnot and that's kind it's crossing over into uh racing of course uh with porsche and they talk about formula e and where they mention it's more than just a marketing tool it it's it's not a passing fad isn't it i don't think so i mean i think we're and i did a column actually on this this week which i think was probably my you know i I felt one of the better things i did this year just we've had such a huge month of upheaval within the racing industry where you know between the nascar silly season you know teams downsizing or going with with younger drivers over veterans randy cars a new car coming where all these electric cars are coming to formula e with you know, manufacturer uptick, what does F1 do with its new engine formula, where do sports cars go? I mean, they've had a pretty banner month, too. With uh, We've talked about that in the past. I, I think there's there's such a seismic change that, you know, for us that just love loud, noisy, internal combustion engines, uh, how much longer do we have of that period before it goes to a completely new, uh, new era, I guess? You know, kind of one of the biggest changes in the overall racing sphere. So, um, it's exciting to note, but at the same point, I think they need to make it seem as cool as the noise. Cause I think, you know, you mm-hmm. and I probably would both agree, uh, what got us into it was, was the combination of the sound and the noise and the, the variety all, all at once. So, I mean, we still got the variety and, you know, we don't have less sound, which is good for a younger generation that's used to blowing their eardrums out on their cell phones rather than with race cars. But, uh, yeah, that, that's me being a 45 year old trapped in a mid 20 year old body. So there you go. <laughs> What what's the latest in uh in IndyCar with the silly season? I guess I I say the linchpin is is Andretti Autosport whether they go to yeah, Chevy or the Honda. That's, right? that's really the the start of the domino effect, and I think it's um 
it's a question of when, not if they announce it. I think everyone said two weeks at Mid-Ohio. Of course, it's been three weeks. And, you know, does it happen tomorrow? Does it happen next week at Gateway? Does it happen at Watkins Glen? Or do they even hold it until, you know, Sonoma the last week of the season? You know, traditionally, when Andretti's had announcements to come about the following season they do it on the sunday morning uh or the sun this happened in milwaukee actually a few years ago where michael had a long big press conference with hunter ray and dhl to announce an extension and he always gets some news out of that so once that happens everything else follows and you know guys like sato kimball Chilton, Rossi, Hinchcliffe. I mean, I talked to Hinch earlier this week. I talked to Hunter Ray about, you know, the engine situation. There's, you know, Chavez confirming full-time, which basically came out this morning. A lot to come, but not none of it's actually officially happened until the Andretti engine domino falls. And then he had uh, uh, every – I guess if you're rich, you're out in the Monterey this weekend. That's why we're in Wisconsin. Uh, the Acura a- <laughs> ARX05 was revealed at uh, at the Quail Lodge uh, for the Monterey weekend with all the rich people to go out for the Monterey historics and also for the all the, the auctions and whatnot. And I, I got to admit, I like it because it looks different, especially in the front end. But the question I had for you is, I thought they were getting rid of the, the big fins, or at least the fin had to follow the, the contour of the body. Did I hear that wrong, or did I am I missing something here? Uh, the fin was always part of the, the regulations for the DPI. I think the, the big key is to try to make the deep, the whole point of DPI is to make the car look more road relevant. And the first thing I thought when I saw the actor's uh, nose assembly section was, oh, this looks very much like the NSX. So uh-huh. it's basically them taking uh, an art Saint Sear, who's the president of Honda Performance Development, HPD, has said that they wanted it to be a three-step process from the TLX GT to the NSX GT3 to now the ARX 05 DPI. So it looks pretty similar in some respects to the other prototypes, but then again, I think you look at that front end and it looks completely different, which is kind of a point. Um, exciting times in that championship for sure. Uh, the driver silly season market's another crazy thing there too. I mean, there's it, it's weird. We've got this parallel universe of, you know, two really cool futures coming up and two really interesting championship fights still to play out over the next month or so. And I, I think we're kind of coming up against time here, but I, I really like the hire of Dane Cameron uh, with, um, with Montoya because I think that's a – he's, he's kind of – if if you don't follow the, the 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 circuit, I mean, he's he's a kid that can really drive and doesn't get the recognition he deserves, doesn't he? Uh, I'll make it quick. I love the move. I think he's probably one of the best, most talented drivers in sports car racing. Point blank, he's won races in three of the four classes. He's won championships in two of the three. He's run full season. He's Penske material in every yep. way, shape, and form. He certainly is. All right, time for predictions, and uh, well, let's do in chronological order. So tonight. We got the Cup Series in Bristol. What says you, Tony? Kyle Busch. Make it boring. Triple header. Kyle Busch. Jeff? Uh, I'm going to agree with them. Kyle Busch is going to ruin my whole week. I'll take a Kyle, too, but I'll go with Kyle Larson. And then we have uh, Pocono. Pocono 400 tomorrow. 500. Uh, it is 500. It is you, 500. Didn't he, it was 400, right, for a while? 400 for one year, and then I think they upped it to 500. Good. I'm glad they did that. Now, now if we can just get Fontana back, right? <laughs> I get a triple crown. All right, let's go. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Sato. Ch- I guess that would be a you know, pick. You know what? I have this crazy feeling that we're going to get a random first-time winner. Why not Gabby Chavez? I, that'd be awesome. I would love that. Which would be great. 
uh, a part-time or third-race new team. That'd be awesome. What about I'll go with Alexander Rossi. Oh. All right. Ooh, I like it. I like that, too. See? I'm not just a pretty face. Yes, that's, that's for sure. <laughs> Tony DeZeno, thank you for joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. What's coming up next on NBC NBCSports.com? Uh, all the Pocono stuff the rest of this weekend. Next week, F1 is back after the summer break as well. The Belgian Grand Prix and IndyCar heads to Gateway. So all both of those and all the rest of the silly season and everything else that comes up. My my only count. request for you next week when you go to Gateway, make sure to go by the Miles Davis House and Museum. So. Ooh, okay. Good right. out. All right. Get, take care. Thank you for joining us. You've been listening to the Final Inspection Show, Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.